As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Should we turn? Thank Should you. Turn? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll turn to the left. Okay. One, okay, ready? One, two, three. What is up, friends? Welcome back to Overshare, the podcast. This is episode three. If you are joining us, though, for the very first time, we would officially like to say hello and welcome. Yes. Hello. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> This is the podcast where, as the title would imply, we overshare about... You know, probably things that maybe we shouldn't. Um, today, we're going to get into some traumatic childhood movies that scarred us for life. But before we do all that, we kick off every episode of this show with... So, over it. What she said. You cool. know, as usual, Jocelyn, I'm over <laughs> so many things. But would you like to kick us off? Yes. So, this is actually something that I've been over for... All of my adult life, probably since I was about 14 or 15, but it continues to come to light. And that is what I like to call the deep black hole of dentistry. Now, if you are listening to this in podcast form, you cannot see my teeth. But if you're Which watching this on perfect, video form, by the way. yes. So I have had braces when I was a teenager. I also wore Invisalign as an adult. But regardless of that, I still have this very small gap between my two front teeth, which apparently in the dental world is called the deep black hole of dentistry. And Lily, I know you've been with me many, many times when people have stopped me and been like, hey, Jaws, hey, girl, you have something in your teeth. And I totally respect the fact that people and appreciate the fact that people are looking out for me. But I cannot tell you how awkward it is to then be like, oh, no, that's just the way I am. Like, those are just, that's just my teeth. And then to see people's reactions after that is just, it's, I'm just over it. It's not you know? like it's like a gap, though. It's like the tiniest little, it just catches the light maybe in the wrong spot. And then it makes it maybe <laughs> like you could, I, but I didn't even notice it until you pointed it out. But didn't you say you wanted to get it fixed and they basically said they can't? Yeah, they Which, said like, that it's I not don't possible. Believe. So I've been to multiple dentists and they're like, yeah, it's just like what we call the deep black hole of dentistry. It's just the way your teeth are kind of shaped and it's so not noticeable. And on the real, I'm not self-conscious about it at all. 
I could really care less, but it's just so awkward. And this past week, I posted a photo that kind of has a close shot of my face and the amount of DMs I've gotten from people being like, girl, you have food in your teeth. I can't believe you uploaded this. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I feel like I need to make an announcement that's like, hey guys, this is just the way I am. I was know? super curious where you were going with all this because I'm like, uh, but isn't this great because you're wearing a mask everywhere so no one's even saying that. <laughs> And again, like it's not something I'm self-conscious about at all. It's just, it's just annoying to hear it over and over. Yeah. And especially with well-meaning, well-intentioned people. And it always only happens with strangers or people I've just met. Because anyone who knows me already knows about the deep black hole. And also I feel like such a douchebag that this is even something that I care about. Like I mean, it just feels like who cares? You know what? At least yours is like a purely cosmetic thing that you don't care about. Um, my teeth issues stem much deeper to, you know, the roots where I have to, you know, get them canal. <laughs> oh girl, I have had I have paid for so much dental work out of pocket. Like I could probably put a down payment on a house. Oh, after this quarantine, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to, the, I put it off because I know it's going to be a lot. So in my head, I'm always like, okay, well, once I have like a large lump sum saved up, I'll go and be like, take all my money and fix my mouth. But um, maybe you that can get a brand deal. Yet. Maybe there's a dentist listening who wants to give Lily a brand deal for her teeth. They would... The amount that it costs doesn't, I'd have to do like 50 posts a week. <laughs> oh, but anyway, um, I don't even know if we explained this section. What about of, you? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I explained this section of the podcast is, uh, if you haven't been here before is where we like to get warmed up and we rant about something that's been bothering us lately that we're super over. Um, something that's really stupid and not important, but actually does affect my daily life. <sighs> I know we've all been experiencing product shortages at the grocery stores. Mainly, I feel like it's been things like, you know, I, I think for the Toilet most part. Toilet paper. Yeah, like for the most part, food has been like back and I don't think it's too picked over anymore. But like still right. toilet paper, paper towels, Clorox wipes are like gold these days. I mean, Clorox wipes, they don't make anymore. Well, I'm pretty sure they don't exist. Do you know what I didn't realize was going to be just like not in stock for apparently the rest of time? Rubbing what? alcohol. Okay, you know why? People are making their own hand sanitizer. Found that out yesterday and was uh, even more confused because the obsession with hand sanitizer. I saw memes when all this was first starting. Like, do people realize you can, like, you don't use hand sanitizer at home. Like, you just use yeah, soap. I, like, why? I think the hand, the hand sanitizer use is actually... Excessive. I mean, I respect it, but it's excessive because you just literally use hot water and soap. Like, I get right? it if you're leaving it in the car for, like, after you get out of the store or something. But, like, what? You're making your own? Like, that feels really extreme. But I'm really curious. I mean, I'm not going to say that you probably weren't making hand sanitizer. I need to like, clean why? my bong, Jocelyn. And my bong is just getting progressively more disgusting <laughs> by the day. And, you know, I've been home a lot. So I've been using it a lot. And it just, it needs a bath. And rubbing alcohol and salt is like the go-to way to clean it. And, you know, I go down the aisle and like the whole shelf was empty. And I'm like, is everyone cleaning their bongs? Because, <laughs> like, <I'll, laughs> literally, I, like, don't even I'm like, what do people even use rubbing alcohol for? I, like, don't even, I don't remember the last time I've used it for anything other than glass cleaning. For all my I glass collectibles. 
I can guarantee you right now that I don't think I've ever owned rubbing alcohol. I think that's something like your mom has. You know what I mean? Because it's not like you don't even put like you put like hydrogen peroxide on like cuts and stuff, don't you? I don't even have that. I don't either. I mean, like it's not even like a first. I don't know. It doesn't really make sense to me. It's not a first aid item. But yeah, so that's, I've been really over every time I go to the grocery store. I'm like, where is it? Like, I'm just, and before I found out about people making their own hand sanitizer, I'm like picturing like, are people just like buying stuff at the store and then like filling their bathtub with rubbing alcohol and throwing it all in there to clean it? I think people just got so totally out of control with the madness when all of this started. And I think that all of the, I think all the rubbing alcohol is like gone now, along with all the Lysol wipes. And there's very, very little toilet paper, paper towels and all of that. Well, I think I'm just going to have to buy a new bong soon. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What a tragedy. Why don't you just throw it in the dishwasher? I'd be nervous of what it would leave. It's real dirty. Anyway, should we get to the main part of this podcast? Let's jump in. Time to overshare. Okay, so today's topic, we, I feel like we've talked a lot about childhood movies and stuff. Mainly it's been our cartoon crushes. This one's a little darker. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's pretty dark too. (laughs) But, um. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird, but oddly, everyone really connects on it. And if you guys have never seen season one of Overshare, which was only on YouTube exclusively, we started the show by asking every single guest like what cartoon characters sparked their sexual awakening? You know, just your and average that icebreaker. Question, that question got amazing responses. Well, I mean, we had asked that for years on Beauty Break too, and people always were very intrigued. So it felt right to continue it on to overshare. But um, now we're going to talk about, I, it started, the topic was going to be like uh, childhood movies that scarred us for life. Or that, that ruined, like, our, ruined lives. our lives. I yes. wouldn't go as far to say ruin my life, but I definitely have a lot, and more so that I've seen later that I'm like, I watched that as a child. Why did no one realize that that's like really? I, I feel like we were exposed to really traumatic things in an early age through movies. One hundred percent, and we're not even talking about movies that are not age appropriate for children, like. I definitely accidentally was at a friend's house and watched the movie It when I was very young. That is not meant for children. Like, Lily and I are talking about movies that filmmakers thought were appropriate for kids, Mm -hmm. but were absolutely not, Mm -hmm. now in hindsight. I feel like this is why parents have to, like, go to the movies and vet every movie their kid watches. My parents never did that. I mean, think of now. Like, you don't know YouTube, Netflix, Hulu. There's endless content out there. I have no idea what they're watching. I can never have kids. I'm going to just be like, it's too much work. No, and we're not even really talking about the movies that pop to mind for all of us. Like, the obvious choice is any animated film from Disney or Pixar, because everyone always dies. The moms, specifically. They always Always. kill the moms. Dumbo ruined my life. Lion King. I I saw The Mufasa death. What was that? You haven't seen Dumbo? I don't think so. But the Mufasa death, that is... I don't... I don't know how they expected any like parents or children to sit through that and not be traumatized. But anyway, and we're gonna have, we have our more obscure choices though. Um, yeah. So, Lil, what's your obscure choice for a movie that traumatized you as a child? Okay, first one, and I would say again, I didn't realize maybe that it was so traumatic until I then rewatched it at an Hold older on. age. Have you guys seen the movie The Little Princess? <laughs> oh my gosh. 
That movie. I, like, I wish I don't have anywhere. My computer doesn't have internet. I wanted to Google and see what year it is. Um, it's definitely the 90s. I want to sure. say like 96, 97. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister were obsessed with it. And, oh, I just thought of another movie that had, there's movies that have like really dark things in it. And I just didn't realize how dark they were until now. Including I mean, this. think about like even Matilda. So dark. The parents were like abusive and just left her with a t- I get, I mean, she, oh my God, maybe that should be the next one. Anyway, Little Princess. <laughs> so this movie, The Little Princess, it's about this girl that lives in India with her dad and I think it's with both of her parents. I think the mom passes away and the dad ends up, go, he has to go to war. I don't know if this took... It's imperialism. It's the darkness of imperialism when, of that era in time I, I, other I was gonna say which I'm not even gonna guess what what year this took place because I have no idea but there's definitely like they lived in India for a while but then they moved back to they bring her to boarding school in like London or something so he mm-hmm. has to go to war and the mom died so she goes to this boarding school but they're super super rich so he puts her up in this fancy boarding school and she has the biggest room in the house she has all these nice toys and everything's gorgeous he goes away to war, writes her letters all the time, and then she gets word one day on her birthday, which it's like the most. Of course. Oh my god, I can remember yes. this scene. It's like a, a, it's black balloons everywhere, and a balloon pops, and like the headmistress calls her into her office and basically says like, "So your dad died, and um, you have no one, and you have no money, and you're screwed." So. I'm going to do you the favor of letting you live in the attic so you don't go out on the streets. So this little girl who's literally like 11 probably is then forced to go from her like fancy satin sheets. They throw all of her shit or like give it all to all someone else. She goes up in this attic that's like literally not insulated. It's like this like wooden like where Harry Potter lives in the closet. I can visualize it like in my head. It's so sad. And she lives with this. And then there's this little black girl that she lives with that that's normal that the little black girl lives in the attic. And she's like the house servant, basically. I want to say like early 1900s, probably this took place. Or like late 18 or something. Yeah, like there was still horses and buggies going on, I think. Yes. But uh, long story short, she then becomes like, these two girls are now the house servants. And um, the next door neighbor has like, this is such a weird story. Basically, the next door neighbor has a monkey and they can like see the monkey from the window. And so they like make friends with this monkey and they like are their friendship is like the only thing getting them through all of this. And the guy that owns the monkey is this like very mysterious Indian guy that seems to be kind of like casting some kind of magical he like spell or something. He like sends them like a feast or something. All this ridiculous stuff happens. Then you come to find the dad never died. Never died. He, uh, should oh I have said gosh. spoiler alert in the beginning of this? <laughs> I mean, the movie's been out for like 30 years. So like, if you I haven't mean, seen you it haven't now, you lost your chance. <laughs> <laughs> so the dad's still alive, but he has amnesia because he got injured at war. And apparently Casual, he coincidentally looks exactly like the next door neighbor who is like, I don't even know how the monkey Indian guy comes into all of this and why he was living there, but it's this old man that lives next door and he thinks it's his son. While he has amnesia, his head's all wrapped in a bandage. So you like can't see his eyes or anything. And then finally, she's like literally now being kicked out of the boarding house for of like the home. doing yeah. something that 
She, like, didn't do anything wrong, but they're treating her like she's, like, an animal. Right. Call the cops on her. It's now raining at the end of the movie. And she sees that her dad is, like, in this, uh, like, place across the way. She's escaping from the police. This is the traumatic scene that gets me every time. She's, like, on, like, a, like, I want to say, like, six-story, like, in this attic. She puts a board from her window to the window across the way where the monkey lives and her dad is now living yes. with amnesia and crawls across the board like on her hands and knees and it's just her like, and they're watching her from both sides like, cause she's totally about to fall. But she makes no. it, goes inside, sees her dad, is screaming like, papa, papa, trying to convince him that uh, she's <laughs> his daughter. And then finally, um, in a dramatic turn of events, his amnesia mysteriously goes away and he recognizes it her. It goes away. And her name's Sarah. And he runs out and he's like, Sarah. And then um, it has a happy ending. So then they reunite and uh, the they um, also adopt the little black girl and then they all ride off into the sunset together. Okay, very important question though. What happened to the monkey? I feel like- Did the monkey go with them? The monkey like waved goodbye, but he had his like nice Indian man with the turban that was like gifting them feasts. Interesting. Yeah, yes, if, up. Yes, if you're watching this on, on YouTube, level. I'm going to be supplying um, some clips because I yes. need you guys to see the visuals along with this because they literally are living in a, I, it's ridiculous. No, I do very vividly remember that movie. You were very young, Lily, to be watching that. So, well, I saw Psycho when I was five, so this was very tame in comparison. <laughs> but um, my sister is three years older, so I think we, like, anything she was watching, then I just got to watch automatically, too. And then, right. But we both have watched it since and been like, what the fuck? Like, oh my God, this is not okay. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Or like another one that pops to mind that I loved as a kid, Pippi Longstocking. Uh, like everyone in that movie is on hallucinogenic drugs, 100%. I don't know if I've ever seen, I mean, Alice in Wonderland too, but I don't know if I've ever seen Pippi Longstocking. Hello. 
Oh my gosh, go watch it. I've never done like any sort of acid tripping or whatever people call that, but I would imagine that is what it is like. Well, it's very weird. What Sam like never ending story? Is that another? Oh, very strange. Like very all, strange. the yeah. kind of the stuff that came out back in the day. Now I feel like it all like makes sense. It's like, oh trolls like it's all like based on like existing intellectual property <laughs> but like before it's like people were making this stuff up they had to have been just like going out to the middle of nowhere taking a bunch of drugs and then just writing down everything and being like hello this is my script and also this is my script for children by the way thank you well because adults um, would never be okay with the ridiculousness they made up no not at all um okay well my movie also features real human beings which i have to say I feel like makes these pics of yours and mine even darker because when it's a cartoon, there's already kind of like a level of playfulness involved with it. Like you're like, oh, this isn't serious. It's a cartoon. But if there are real human beings in a movie for children, I feel like the plot line needs to reflect the audience a little bit. Well, because otherwise it's like My- when you're a kid, I feel like you see yourself in whatever you're watching. So it's like, despite yes. this movie in like the late 1800s having nothing to do with my life, I still was like, oh my God, am I going to be an orphan that ends up in a... No, obviously not. It's terrifying. It's, it's terrifying. Um, so the movie that I picked was so truly scarring. I still think about it every single single time I see more than one bee flying through the air. I thought you were going to say every... my girl. Oh. I thought you were going to say every single day. My and girl. I was like, we might need to no. have you go to therapy for this. <laughs> oh my God. So my pick is the movie My Girl, which came out in 1991. And I remember seeing it when it was in the theater. My dad took really? me... Yeah. So you were like an infant at the time. I was probably like about nine years old. And now that I've seen the movie, I was like today as I was getting ready for this, I was like, why the F did my parents think that this was an appropriate movie to take me to? I do have a question So I watched the... Oh, you watched the trailer? I watched the trailer and the trailer looks like a fun, happy-go-lucky movie for the whole family. And guess what? It's That movie is one of the most effed up things I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god, well no, that's what I was gonna see is, so I'm weirdly an avid lover of watching trailers. Like, I oh, I could do it for hours. I don't even see the actual movies. Just give me a bunch of trailers, I'm good. I have seen, I've like gone to watch a movie someone recommended that's old and I'll go to watch the trailer. Trailers have changed so much over so the years. And much. most of the, like from 91, it's probably voiced over super weird. So then it's like, not even like, it doesn't even, it either gives away the entire movie or it's just or like, nothing. kind of like buzzword, like advertising, like buzzwords that are just like trying to throw out the theme. <laughs> so it's probably like friendship. Kids, like, just running through the bed. Interestingly enough, um, this was, like, when Macaulay Culkin was the golden boy of all things because Home Alone had come out. And you could definitely tell that he was, like, the core person in the trailer. The trailer is, like, four and a half minutes long. (laughs) That's how all of them were back in the day. It's, like, because they'll put, like, like, full clips of it. No, literally, it featured a ton of the plot of the movie except the end of it, which... Spoiler alert for anyone watching, if you haven't watched this movie yet, like, I guess you can watch it if you want to be truly devastated. I would say someone suggested, don't recommend it. someone suggested it to me, like, if you're really looking for a good cathartic cry, like, if you don't cry during this, I'm concerned. <laughs> concerned. I actually do remember, though, like I said, my dad took me and my sister, okay, by the way, who was, like, even younger, 
to the theater and I've never been in a movie where there was more audible sobbing. Like everyone in the theater was like, not just tearing up, but like sobbing during the movie. So basically it follows these really cute duo of kids when they're probably like nine or 10 years old, Macaulay Culkin and then Anna Klumsky, I think it's her name. Yep. That was her first movie ever, by the way, her first film she ever did. It's crazy. So it follows them, I think, in like the 1960s. And it's this really cute movie about how they're like best friends and they have their first kiss. It's and very much like they ride around on their bikes through the neighborhood. Yes. It's so innocent. Yes. It reminds me kind of of the movie Now and Then, which I also love, but also has a lot Same of time moments in it as well. Same time period. Long story short, they have this like amazing summer and all this stuff happens. It's like a coming of age story for like t like tweens basically. And at the end of the summer, they are hanging out when like I think a beehive falls from a tree or something and Macaulay Culkin's character gets stung by a bunch of bees and she's there and guess what? Then he dies. It's he's like, dead. it's like, and he's dead. Oh my God. Literally the scene, I think he like pokes. It's they're in the middle of the woods. It's like their friendship is very yes. like, let's ride our bikes and go on an adventure to the middle of nowhere. And he like pokes it or something. And they all just start. It is. I, I don't know. So basically what we're getting at is my girl, while a film that was amazing and had a great cast was also easily a movie that would ruin the life or traumatize the life of a person at any age. I mean, like, I was already like, scared of bees, and then that just... I feel like... I don't think kids realize also that you can die from bee stings. Like, that's, like, I didn't a know. very aggressive I didn't know. plot twist. <laughs> no, and now every time I see, like, a swarm of bees, or if I see a bee's nest, or if I'm at the park and there's a bunch of bees doing their thing, all I'm, like... Thinking in my head is my girl, my girl, my girl. Someone's going to die today. Honestly, I've had some like personal traumatic bee experiences. So those are what first flash, but that's another episode. Um, that's for another day. Wanted to throw in before we're uh, done with this that I've one that traumatized me that wasn't from when I was little. It was, I want to say like late high school. Um, and I've mentioned this before and it got brought up the other day because I watched another movie that equally traumatized me. The one in high school, both actually start with teeth. One in high school, teeth. Oh my gosh, teeth. We've discussed teeth. This is a part of our origin guys, story basically, discussing this film. I went over to my friend's house. She had this like huge living room with this giant, giant couch. There's like, like at least six people over. They're all like, lights are off. They're all like cozied up. And I walk in and I'm like, what are you guys watching? And they're like, shh, just go in quiet. I'm thinking it's like a horror movie or something. It was. So then I literally sit down and within five minutes, they don't, they refuse to tell me what I'm like, what's it about? What are we watching? You guys, <laughs> I, there's no other way to describe that. The concept of this movie is that a girl has teeth in her vagina and she bites dicks off. It, what a good way seems, to like, that's like a good way to like promote abstinence for teeth. Honestly, it was, it was more like kind of like a, I feel like it was like a very like, it's like a prequel to the Me Too movie. Cause it was very like, she didn't, it wasn't like she bit everyone's dick off. It was like all these guys would take advantage of her. And anytime oh she gosh. like was like, no, fuck no. She bite it off. Honestly, the, the, the first scene I saw within 10 minutes and she bites it off and you would think like, oh, they don't show anything. No, they do. Literally, she it happens and you see the guy's face is like, ooh, and then it just like rolls off. To, 
Okay, that was going to be my question. Like, does the vagina eat the wieners? or No, it, it, it spits it out. Ugh. Don't know really. So, um, I would say if you want to just be scarred for like the visuals <laughs> from that movie. Oh, and there's an ending scene with this old dude that is really creepy. It's ter- it's terrifying. I wouldn't even say it's a terrible movie because like it's probably like actually well done if you dissected it from like a film standpoint. But like I can't get over the fact. Really? That I like I think they're worth. I don't know. I'm just gonna stop talking about that one. But apparently a. <laughs> It got brought up recently because people think it's like kind of an equivalent level of fucked upness. Have you heard of the movie Tusk? Oh, is this the person who grows tusks? No. Like the horns out of their mouth? Or am I making that up? Made that up. Um, This is a Kevin Smith. This came out recently. It was like nominated for awards and stuff. Was it? It was a Kevin Smith horror movie. So he... You know, Kevin Smith, he used to come into the Defy office all yeah. the time. He's yes. Clerks, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. We're, funny enough, I remember seeing him. They There was a weird Jay and Silent Bob Degrassi crossover back in the day. What? I Okay, that is random. I, Lisa would be able to back me up here. It was like a multi-episode. Like they were filming a movie at Degrassi and then all the Degrassi people. Are, it was hilarious. Anyway, he does not do horror movies, <laughs> but he... I have to say, is a genius in how he makes all of his stuff. So I wasn't surprised that, like, if I take a step back and realize, not the same with teeth, but if I take a step back, (laughs) it was, like, very entertaining. Like, I was thoroughly engrossed the entire movie. But, oh, my God, Jocelyn, it is, it's Justin Long, who another person you don't expect to see in a horror movie. And he, it's like a, it's like a dark comedy as well, too. So, he basically is a podcast host with uh, Haley Joel Osment is in it as well. Great. They're love him. Irrelevant to the overall plot, but I just thought it was funny. Their podcast name is called the Not Sea Party. So the, what? So the Not Sea Party. What do you mean? Because it's. Oh! So, I was like, what? So apparently, Justin Long, the, the whole podcast premise is Justin Long goes and interviews like weird people across the world, and then he goes okay. back and tells Haley Joel Osment all about the person, but he doesn't see it. So it's like. Okay. Not, I don't know, whatever. So he goes to. He doesn't see it. Yeah. So he goes to Canada to interview this person, and when he gets there, the person's dead. So then he like doesn't have anyone to interview, and he's just this total asshole, and he's like, Fuck, what am I going to do now? Finds this mysterious note in a bar bathroom that's like, I have stories that I want to tell. Come to my manor. Creepy. Sounds like a great idea. So obviously he's like, yes, perfect. Great. Goes to this mansion in the middle of nowhere. This old dude lives there. Is telling him all these weird stories. One thing leads to another. He drugs him and plot twist. He wakes up and he is missing one of his legs. One of them is just cut off. And the guy tells him that he got bit by a brown recluse spider and that he, like, lost all this, makes up all this weird shit. As it progresses, he very quickly finds out, like, oh, my God, I've been kidnapped. This guy is nuts. And he had some weird, he was, like, lost at sea for a month or something when he was younger and was apparently saved by a walrus. I'll explain why the story is so weird in a second. He apparently was saved by a walrus. So now he turns, he kidnaps people and turns them into walruses. 
And I was yeah. That's why I've never seen this movie. That's why I don't I don't mess around with this. And I'd seen stuff. the preview and that. been like, you know, that sounds no. kind of fucked up and interesting. I would watch it, and then I forgot about it. Just saw it the other day. You would think like. I appreciate things like Jaws where like they don't show the shark that much. So they build up the anticipation because it's like, if you see the monster, it doesn't, it's not scary. Right. They show him transformed into this walrus and Jocelyn, I I can never unsee it. It has haunted me every day. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to see that. I I can't, I, I'm, I'm not allowed. It's traumatizing. And then the ending credits is basically, it's like, the podcast where this all came from and it's Kevin Smith like spitballing with someone being like oh my god and then this happens and then the guy (laughs) turns him into a walrus and then they do this and so they took this podcast that they were joking and then they made it into an actual movie oh my gosh was it movie fights (laughs) by the way movie fights was this show that this guy that whatever it's a long story you can google it if you want to but uh it also has a dark ending but um that's Partially hilarious, partially disturbing, but good for him for being able to get that movie made because it sounds like just like a drug-induced concept. You know, guys, if you ever need suggestions for just like fucked up movies that will make you not sleep, I got them. There you go, guys. Who wants to sleep? Who needs to sleep? Me and Lily don't sleep anymore. But also hit the comments and let us know what movie traumatized you as a child because I have a feeling we are missing out on like tons Ton- we didn't even talk about pixar movies lily the scene in the trash compactor in oh, Toy Story. every stop time it it gets me stop it stop it this instant anyways i think it is time to move on and say share well so long share well i hate us so much more now so this is the part of the show where we end things on a good note we share well we share something nice with you that hopefully will Give you a spark of joy this week. So, Lil, what's what are you sharing with us this week? I will share, and also, um, it's gonna be a little like shameless self promo. That last night when I was not sleeping because I is that a problem? Who sleeps? Literally, I don't. My hours are so screwed up. I'm like, I would say I'm nocturnal, but I literally think I slept two hours. Anyway, I was up very late last night, uh, writing up some notes for a story time I'm about to do, which probably will be up by the time <laughs> this airs. But you guys. I was recounting this story that honestly nothing that dramatic really happens, but it's just the whole night was a mess and it's really funny. And I write everything down. And then by the time I get to the end of the story, it culminates with me basically losing my phone and then finding it later. But so I realized because I had lost my phone, I had been using Facebook to message people that morning to try and find it. So then I'm like, oh my God, I can log you into have my all Facebook the and I have... Oh my God, you guys, it brought me, I've never laughed so hard in my life scrolling through this. Not only was it just a funny conversation, but it literally like confirmed every specific detail that I had just like written down just out of memory. And it was like, oh my God, that checks out, that checks out, that checks out. And then I just spent the next like two hours scrolling through old conversations with a bunch of my friends because I like, they're all, they were from like 2014. The conversations you've had six years ago will blow your mind. And it's not even just cringy. It's just like, oh my God, what was I saying? So, um, it's crazy. I would say, uh, one, go watch my video because I think it'll be up. But two, just go back in your old combos if you have them and go reminisce about old memories with your friends because it's hilarious. 
The first ever Facebook message I sent was me sending a Facebook message to one of my best friends, Elisa, saying, what the hell is Facebook? This seems so stupid. It's never going to catch on. <laughs> um, okay, my share well is actually news that came out today. That is like the news I need. It is the good news that I need to keep living and to keep going and to keep having something to live for. And that is that A, Legally Blonde 3 is definitely happening, okay? With, and with Reese? With Reese Witherspoon. She's actually producing the movie herself because she is a queen. And because she's a and queen, be, I feel like she'll be able to get everyone to come back. And guess who's writing it? Another one of my queens that I'm obsessed with, Mindy freaking Kaling is writing the movie. I was going to guess Tina Fey, but Mindy Kaling is just as good. Okay. Can you believe it? She's writing it in partnership with someone else, but like, I mean, let's just focus on Mindy Kaling. Those two have like the friendship, like the goals, friendship of being so successful and doing their own thing, but also just being like so fun and cool. And I'm so excited about the movie. I cannot wait. I don't even know when it comes out. Damn it. That was going to be my question. I've literally yeah. been like, well, they have do it. you know when we can expect it? <laughs> well, it's not written yet because like, well, I mean, you know, come on, it Mindy, just got you're announced. in quarantine. Speed it up. Seriously. But I follow her on Instagram, obviously, and it seems like she doesn't have a lot going on besides just like dressing up in weird outfits and taking care of her daughter. So I think if she focuses really hard, she can get us the movie very soon. I'm into that. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week on Overshare, the podcast. As a reminder, this will be up as a video version next week on our YouTube channel. In the meantime, though, please subscribe to this podcast anywhere that podcasts are. Hopefully, by the time you guys are listening to this, we are available on Apple, but we are available on Spotify, so please just continue to join the party. And if you really love us, please leave us a review because we need that to like get out there. From what I'm told, it's big in the podcast world. Um, Get our name out there. Spread the word. And um, I know know last week we had a little, like, uh, the whole quarantine filming remotely things. Like, there's some technical hiccups, but I feel like this week hopefully is a little better. Yeah, I feel like things are going really well. I feel like we're finally starting to thrive during week 11 of quarantine. You know, it just (laughs) took us a minute to get into our groove. Oh, well, Lily, before we go, I just want to tell you what we tell all of our guests, and that is thank you. Thank for sh- you for sharing. It's just as creepy when we do it by ourselves. Why do you go so slow? I don't know. I feel like it packs a better punch, Lil. Let me live. Okay. Anyways, this show is over. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. Let us know if you watch any of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.